Big Deal Podcast. Moi! Uh-huh. Moi! Hey folks, thanks for stopping by again. I'm your host, Mark Deal. Uh, today's episode is another one of the Deal family roundtable, minus Natasha. She's off presenting a paper somewhere, Colorado, I believe. Denver. And tonight, or today, tonight, whatever, we are going to be talking about one of our all-time favorite shows, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And you think... Why are you going to talk about a show that's been off the air for 16 years now? No. (laughs) That makes me feel old. (laughs) Well, hopefully, after our discussion, you will understand why it's still an important show. And maybe if you've never watched it, it'll pique your interest a little bit and you'll give it a chance. If you already watch it or have already watched it and you love it, we would love for you to share... Some of your thoughts and comments, favorite episodes, favorite moments, what you liked, what you didn't. But, so, here we go. On the surface, it was a teen fantasy slash horror soap opera about a teenage girl fighting vampires and other monsters while spouting funny pop culture one-liners. But it was so much more. At its best, Buffy episodes were postmodern morality plays, parables, Fairy tales using the vampires and demons as metaphors to deal with topics such as the nature of evil, redemption, sex, guilt, existential angst, selflessness and sacrifice, faith, hope, love, free will, friendship, betrayal, and other realities of growing up all done with cool fights, cool music, and witty, well-written dialogue. The characters in Buffy struggle, they fail, they fall down, and don't always get back up. They can be petty, selfish, irresponsible, stubborn, self-righteous, and pretty unlikable, but they are also capable of great acts of kindness, loyalty, self-sacrifice, love, and heroic bravery in the face of danger. The world of Buffy feels real also. Actions have consequences. It's a world where evil exists and must be fought, and even when defeated, You always know there's more. Life isn't fair, but we can choose how we deal with it. Redemption is possible, but not without a price. It's also a world of friends, family, love, hope, and humor. What more could you ask for in a TV show? That's all there needs to be said about it. Like, we're done. (laughs) And you don't have to take our word for it. Uh, The show, let's see, the 19 episode Hush... Uh, was nominated for an Emmy. And Hush is a show that, for almost the entire show, there was no... Talking. No talking. It was a silent, great, scary, funny episode. The 2001 episode, The Body, was filmed with no musical score. Uh, And it was nominated for a Nebula Award in 2002. And once more with feeling, the musical episode, uh, it received plaudits but was admitted from Emmy nomination ballots by accident. Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, who played Buffy, received a Golden Globe nomination for Best Actress. Uh, it's nomination, also nominations for the Teen Choice Awards and the Saturn Award for Best Genre TV Actress. The series won the drama category for television's most memorable memorable moment at the 60th, I'll, I'll edit that out, at the 60th, maybe, at the 60th Primetime Emmy Awards for The Gift, beating The X-Files, Grey's Anatomy, Brian Song, and Dallas. And it's made several best of lists. It was 41st on TV Guide's list of 50 greatest TV shows of all time. It should be higher than that. Yeah. It was second on Empire's 50, on Empire's 50 greatest TV shows of all time. 27th on the Hollywood Reporter's Hollywood 100 Favorite TV Shows. 
voted third in 2004 and 2007 on TV Guide's top cult shows ever, listed in Time Magazine's 100 Best TV Shows of All Time, included in TV Guide's 2013 list of the 60 Greatest Dramas of All Time, ranked seven on TV Guide's list of the 60 Greatest Sci-Fi Shows of All Time, ranked 38th on TV Guide's list of the 60 Best Series of All Time, named the third best school show of all time by AOL TV, ranked 38th in 2016 on Rolling Stone's list of 100 greatest TV shows of all time, included on Sci-Fi's list of the 25 best fantasy series of the past 25 years, and ranked number 49 by the Writers Guild of America on their list of the 101 best written TV series of all time. So, it's just not us that think it was a great show. Now, originally, it was just me and Letitia watching the show. We started watching when you were in the eighth, eighth grade. grade. It came out the spring of my eighth grade year because it was a half season that first season. Yeah. Yeah, it was a mid season replacement, 12 episodes. And we're going to talk about the first season here in a little bit. And we weren't casual watchers. Now, this was mutual obsession <laughs> watching. I had to be quiet washing the dishes. You did have to be quiet. Yeah. I can remember getting upset about that. Locked doors. Didn't answer the phone or talk to anybody. It was leave us alone. We're watching Buffy. Even when you went to school, we continued it. We either watched while we were on the phone or we called and talked about it afterward. I, I think we watched it together on the phone every, yeah. time. every single time. Yeah. I was, there was there was one week my junior year of high school that I had a boyfriend and he wanted to talk and I went out on the front porch and talked during the show instead of watching it and did I get mad? You didn't get mad, <laughs> but I could tell that it hurt and I never did that again. <laughs> So it was me and you first, then we got Natasha or Steven. Natasha always made fun of us at first, mm -hmm. and then she was in Baton Rouge going to grad school, and she, did she get any TV channels? She didn't get much, and she was desperate for something to watch, so we would box up. VHS tapes that we'd recorded the show and send her a box and she would watch them. We, that was before with, we had the DVD copies? Like that was actual VHS yeah. tapes? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's we, funny. When she got her friend hooked on it. Uh -huh. We originated binge watching before oh, binge watching was a thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> so she fell in love with it and we had oh, a lot of late night conversations after she first started watching She'd call and ask questions, and we'd talk <laughs> about it. And uh, so I don't know if we got, after that, it was you or Stephen that we got hooked next. I think it was Stephen. And Stephen, Stephen was more of an Angel fan. Yeah, Stephen still, like, he, he watched Buffy, but Angel is yeah. his show. And with Angel, I didn't do VHS tapes. I downloaded it from the internet illegally from some sites and burned it on CDs. And I remember now, when he, I didn't know that. <laughs> when he came home from on leave from Iraq, we sat in what's now my office, sat around the computer <laughs> and watched it. And then sent him back with the DVD so yeah. he could yeah. watch over there. Yeah. Now unfortunately the the season that was season Four of Angel. That's the, for those who don't know. Angel is a spinoff of yeah. Buffy, and and at some point we will we will talk about Angel. Stephen will probably join us for yeah, that one. And Firefly. Yeah, because yeah, he wouldn't. He didn't even want to watch Firefly at all, and so we gave it to him for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna like it anyway. Yeah. And so then you finally started watching. I, I thought yeah. I had started before Stephen did. You might, you might have. You just kind of casually watched because. I didn't have time to sit down and watch TV until the kids were yeah. gone. 
So then once you were able to sit down and watch, yes. we've watched Buffy and Angel, yeah. I don't know how many times well, in the 16 years that it's And been then off. mom got hooked on it. So yeah. even while she was sick, we would watch mostly Angel over and over again. So, yeah, we're, we're fans. <laughs> Still fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been watching some episodes the last few days, but... So, if you're not a fan and you want to watch Buffy, you have to start with season one. And if you listen to folks, season one is bad. I don't totally agree with that. I understand where they're coming from. It is the worst season, but it is not bad. Yeah. It's just kind of corny in places. Yeah. You got to grow. Like, yeah, they had to grow. They yeah, had to they had to find develop. Yeah, develop their characters. And, and it took it took a while to find their footing. And to be honest, most Whedon shows do take a little while, uh, except for Firefly. Firefly was immediately great, uh-huh. but and I thought Angel was good to begin with, but it took a while for for Buffy. So we're going to talk about the first season of Buffy and get you through it. We'll talk about what. The minimum number of shows that you need to watch for the series and ones that you can, if you want to, you can skip. Maybe go back later and watch them once you love the characters. But if you watch them right now, some of them, you, yeah, it might turn you off on some of them. So, essential episodes. Really, the first season was a half season, so there was only 12 episodes. Got to watch the first one, obviously. Yeah. You'll have no idea what's going on. Yeah, there are actually <laughs> four episodes that you have to watch. There's a few more that we encourage you to, and then there's there's some that I'll tell you you don't have to watch at all. I there's my least favorite episode of the whole series is in the first season. I I actually I think I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know that I hate any of yeah. them. So, yeah. You need to watch episode one, Welcome to the Hellmouth. That's where you you meet Buffy. You find out that she's a vampire slayer. You find out why she's there. Now, if you watch the horrible Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie, forget everything about that. Other than Mm -hmm. the fact that her watcher died. And she she burned down the school. She burned down the school (laughs) and she had to move. Yeah. So, So, the first episode is... Welcome to the Hellmouth. You meet Buffy, you meet Giles the Watcher, you meet Willow and Xander, you meet the main characters, and you meet the big bad for the season. I think in the first episode, mm-hmm. I think you meet, you see the the master. The master's an age-old vampire that's been trapped. You under, can't say that. What? I can't say spoilers. Well, I mean, it has been 16 years, yeah. so... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, we'll try not to do spoilers for the first season As much here, as you can. But... <laughs> That'll be hard. Yeah, and part of the fun of watching the show is not knowing what comes next, because Whedon is great at left turns, right turns. Shock. Kicking you in the stomach. So, and there are a few of those in season one that I didn't see coming at the time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. True. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you need. But we can't say what they are. We can't say what they are. Well, the next next episode that we do of, of talking about Buffy, it's not going to be spoiler free. Okay. I don't but. think. Okay. So you need to watch one. Also, episode two. One and two are basically a Mm two-parter. Two is the continuation of finding out about... Yeah, you got to know what's going on. And then episode seven, you meet... You've met Angel before, but episode seven is about Angel and Buffy and the beginning of their relationship. And I think, really, episode seven is where you first get an inkling of how great the show is going to be. You know, it's not perfect, but I think you get mm-hmm. a spark of what's to come. I think the only, the skipping, the ones in between, 
You're gonna you miss. You don't get the buildup of her and Angel. Yeah, because yeah. he shows up. Off he and shows on. up. Yeah, off and on. But you just have to know that there's stuff there. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll talk. We're gonna talk about those episodes when we get through those. And then the fourth essential episode is the season finale, Prophecy Girl. Yeah, yeah. you gotta get that. You can't tell. <laughs> yeah, and I want to. Can I tell one of the best quotes in it? Yes. That makes me cry. I'm, I might cry talking about it. Well, don't look at us. <laughs> in that, obviously, from the title, you know, there's some prophecy about Buffy. And the prophecy is she's going to die, which is... That's not really a spoiler from the... No. Yeah. Because that's that's the end of all Slayers. Yeah. Should we explain the basic premise? Oh, that might be helpful. So, and they tell you this at the beginning of every single episode. <laughs> In each generation, a Slayer, Slayer is born. Is born. Um, she's the chosen one to fight demons and vampires and all sorts of creatures from yeah. hell. But sh- there is just one, and they have a watcher. Um, stuffy British guy. A stuffy, yeah, um, who is supposed to help guide them. Yeah. And and they all have horrible deaths. Yeah. <laughs> Usually in their teens. Yes. Yeah. But Buffy's going to be different. But she finds out this prophecy that it's going to happen like that night. And she quits. She tells Giles that I'm 16. I don't want to die. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that gets you. Yep. <laughs> and I don't know how many times I've watched that episode. <laughs> 20? 25? At, at, at least. Yeah. At least. But, so those those are the four essential episodes. Now, if you make it through those and you get into season two, there, we'll talk a little bit about season two because there's still a couple of clunkers, I think, in season two. Yeah. You know. I think, well, there, there are a couple of episodes in every season that are filler you yeah. know, episodes that might still be enjoyable, yeah. but they don't move the plot forward, really. Yeah. And are more for some comedic relief and some really Someone off hard monster of stories. The <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I've got four other episodes listed that I think aren't essential, but are good to watch. You know, they have some issues, but I think they help you understand the characters more and stuff. The first one is the third episode, which... And you kind of need to watch that one just because it is referenced through the rest of the series. It is referenced at least once in all seven seasons. So if you miss it, you're not going to know what they're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) And one of the characters from that comes back later and plays a pretty big part. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's, it's, it's an all right episode. I enjoy parts of it. It... It's strange. Yeah, and a little cheesy, and, you know, a lot of times, a lot of high school stuff that they show, they kind of miss. Yeah. Oh, oh. I'm not sure how to explain that part. Well, it's still some some adults that have apparently not um, let go of... well, no, like, the people that are writing it have been out of high school mm. for a significant amount of time and apparently haven't been around other high schools. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, she, Buffy tries out for the cheerleading squad, and I always hate watching um, cheerleaders in TV shows because apparently nobody has seen a high school cheerleading squad in the last 20 years when they're... Well, when the, the, when they wrote it, because okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is not that is not how my high school cheerleaders performed. Okay, and I was starting high school at the time, so that's true. Okay, <laughs> uh, the other one is the fifth episode: "Never Kill a Boy on the First Date." I enjoyed that episode. I I like that one. I yeah, yeah. and you get to meet one of the major characters. 
are kind of major characters. One of the the bad guys for the rest of that season and partway into the second season, he shows up. And you see a little bit more of Angel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All of these are are good character development and you get to kind of understand what they are and who they are. Uh, then the other one is episode 10, Nightmares. And I really like that episode. There's some continuity problems and some issues with it, but any episode where your nightmares come to life mm-hmm. is a fun episode. And you're learning how to deal with the issues that are causing those nightmares. Yes. Do you want to talk about the premise of it? So and I think I think they got a little um, skittish on on the premise. Um, I don't know how to do this without spoilers, but well, there's a 12 year old boy who's in a coma. In a coma, and, and you're trying to figure out. I mean, I, I don't think this is a spoiler. I think that if you're paying attention, you figure this out fairly quickly. That his nightmare world is spilling over, um, and I think they just the the reason, and I'm not going to go into that, but the reason why he's in a coma. I think in real life would have been something else. And they're just not willing to say that an adult hurt a kid in that way. And so they come up with a different reason for why he did it. Um, it's still an adult. It's still an adult hurting a kid, but a for kind way. of a flimsy reason, because I don't think they wanted to get too dark. They also, like, he's in a coma because he got beat and he has no bruises. And I think, again, they just <laughs> couldn't bring themselves to do that to a kid in the show. So. Just, but the rest of the show, I I really love. Yeah, I do too. Uh the other one I have on here is episode 11, Out of Mind, Out of Sight. And it's basically about being ignored so much in high school and this being a high school where supernatural things happen. You become invisible. You actually become invisible. And so I, I enjoyed that one. And I thought that was one that we might see more of some of the stuff from that later and on and we never do yeah because there, there ends up being a government uh entity that gets involved at the end uh-huh. i wonder if he had ideas for storylines about that later on and then they just never worked back into the show probably and i wonder if they were part of the government entity in season four well, maybe so those, those are. We should go back and watch and see if they say anything that because I haven't watched that one in a really long time. Yeah. Maybe maybe there are some hints to season four that we didn't notice. It could be. So those are four extra episodes that I think you could watch, enjoy them, and they help with understanding the show. They're not essential, and they, you, you but they may, can help you care about the characters yeah. a little bit more. Now, let's talk about the four really clunkers. <laughs> or at least I think they are. Now, one of them I don't. One of them I actually kind of enjoy. But it usually makes list of the worst shows or lowest ranked ones. First one is episode four, Teacher's Pet. Yeah, no, you shouldn't watch that one. <laughs> like, you just shouldn't. It's bad. Yeah. It's, it's beyond silly. <laughs> Do you remember that one? Mm-mm. That's where the teacher is actually some sort of giant praying mantis. Oh, yes. Yeah. And she yeah. kidnaps. And even the vampires were scared of her. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's just a dumb monster of the week show. I'm not even sure it advances the plot. Any real no, character development. No, I don't think it does. We started to watch some of these over to see if there was anything redeemable in them but we didn't <laughs> the next one is episode six the pack i, I enjoy that one i, like, I that like that one i like that one a lot of people don't like that one do we want to uh, well it has oz 
Is Oz in the pack? I think. Uh, no, in that episode. No, I don't think we see Oz until the first, the first Halloween show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just in passing. the The pack is the one where the yeah the, the, hyenas, the hyenas possess Xander and some others, and it's interesting. I like. I like the principal of the school at the time, uh-huh. and this is his. And last. if you if you don't watch it, you'll be confused as to why there's a new principal. Yeah, <laughs> but that's not really all that important. He gets eaten, <laughs> <laughs> and the school mascot gets eaten. Which, incidentally, for those of you in Arkansas, the mascot it's a Razorback mascot for Sunnydale High School is they're the Razorbacks. <laughs> then the next one, episode eight, I Robot You Jane. No, no, no. <laughs> it <laughs> is horrible. It, it is a very bad episode. The, <laughs> there, another character shows up. It's the first time you meet Jenny, um, who is a teacher there. But you can catch up with that. That's not a big deal. I actually like the premise. They're scanning old books about uh, an evil sorcerer into the computer and by scanning it it basically (laughs) enacts a spell and he is unleashed onto the internet but no (laughs) (laughs) well one thing it suffers from a, a lot of tv shows that have technology in them by the time they come out it's all outdated there's a lot of horrible Bad computer geek speak that doesn't make any sense. The writers didn't know anything about computers. <laughs> so, avoid that one. The next one is episode nine, The Puppet Show. It follows right after iRobot. The only thing I would do on that, if you can, is go to the very end to watch one scene. This high school is putting on its talent show time. Mm-hmm. And the principal, the new principal, which we love, he's horrible little man uh, <laughs> that hates Buffy and wants to expel her all the time, uh, forces them to be in the talent show. And they do a scene from, it's a Shakespeare scene. Do they do Hamlet? Is it Hamlet at the end? I don't remember. But it's worth it for... It might be Macbeth. It's worth it just to see that very end scene. The rest of it, it's about a demon hunter that's been turned into a puppet. Yeah, it's another one that's just silly. Yeah. Now, if you do want to watch one about puppets that is good, there's an episode in Angel where Angel gets turned into a puppet <laughs> that is hilarious and well-written. Yes. I mean, it's ridiculous, but it is funny. Yes. This one is not. So, <laughs> avoid that one. So, now you know how to make it through season one without quitting. And so, I like, there's a guy that I follow on the internet, uh, The Passion of the Nerd, and he, he does... He's re-watching all of Buffy, and he does a video review. His suggestion, well, if you watched the video that I posted the other day, why you should care about Buffy. He talks about you watch season one and watch season two, and if you don't love the show by then, you can quit. You should. But you should make it through season two. Yeah. Before you give up on it. Though I think season two is fantastic. So I don't really understand if you... I don't really understand you if you make it through season one and don't love it. So, (laughs) But then you watched it as a... I did. I watched it as an eighth grader. But I I wasn't an eighth grader. Yeah. (laughs) So there you go. Do we want to talk about favorite episodes? Did did you come up with your ten favorite? I I don't have a list of ten. I mean, I have lots of favorite episodes. I... 
I found a list that I'd made and posted in a blog post back in 2010 of my 10 favorite. So I'll go through that. I don't actually completely agree with it anymore, but they're all good episodes. Uh, Once More with Feeling, season six, the musical. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, that, that is obviously one of my yeah. top ten. Now, you know, for folks that haven't watched any of the shows, none of this will make any sense. <laughs> but because we're not going to go into them because we don't, apparently we don't want to give away spoilers for a show that's been off the air for 20 years. Well, I mean, if, <laughs> if this is and, their and introduction. I, and, I, and I understand that. <laughs> we're, wanting to, we're wanting to introduce Buffy to a new audience of folks. Yes. So we're, we're and, not going to. But remember this list, and when you get to them, you'll know why they're on the list. The first episode of season five is Buffy versus Dracula. So Buffy, yeah. Buffy meets Dracula. And that is a great episode. It's, it's hilarious, I think. Next one is The Body. And it might be one of the best episodes of TV ever. I don't really... It's not one that I want to watch. Because you know, it's heartbreaking. When, when I want to watch an episode of Buffy, if we're not watching them in order, I never say, hey, let's watch The Body. Well, I might say that, but I don't mean it. <laughs> uh, it's the one episode that deals with death that is not related at all to vampires, demons, the supernatural. It's just life. It's just, yeah. Yeah. It's basically, Gut-wrenching. we all die. And how do you deal with that? And it's one of the most realistic ones that you'll find on TV. Now, when I was looking up the list, I would take that off my favorite episodes. It is one of the best episodes. It's not one of my favorite episodes. And I would replace it with one that is actually not even a Buffy episode. It's a crossover episode with Angel called I Will Remember You. Oh, oh yes, that is. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll break your heart, too. But it's an important one, I think. So Yes, definitely. Yeah. We're not going to tell you about that either, I don't guess. But have and tissues. It's um, about your responsibility when you have powers and what you're capable of doing and is your personal happiness worth letting others suffer when you can do something to stop it and... Do you, which do you choose? Um, yeah. And that's one of the reasons I love Angel is it's a whole show about doing or trying to do what's right regardless of the consequences. And that's a, that's what this episode mm-hmm. is. But I cry just thinking about it. Most of these make me cry. <laughs> I like, I like. Like it's a good show. thing this is not video because your eyes are all like, wet. I, <laughs> apparently, I like shows that make me cry, and it's not too hard to do that. But and the the actresses and actors on Buffy and Angel are, are good. Are great criers. It does not look fake like a lot of crying. It, yeah, it no. breaks your heart. Sarah Michelle Gellar and Allison Hannigan are. Yeah. When her her face crumples. (laughs) Let's see. The next one I had was Amends, which is a season three episode. And it's another one of those that will make you cry. And it's about, this one is more about, am I worth saving? Mm Mm-hmm. And the answer is yes. Like, and that is a theme throughout the whole show. And the answer is always yes. And then uh, let's see. I have conversations with dead people, which Letitia and I watched last night. That yeah, <laughs> that's one of my favorites. That's a you won't see that one until season seven. But I don't her, remember these by the the episode title. This one where. Several dead people come back and have conversations with Buffy, Willow, uh, 
Dawn. So, I think this isn't so much of a spoiler. The big So, each season has its own big villain. Yeah. And this the big villain in season seven is... The first, the first evil. The first evil that existed. And so, the first evil um, is trying to send messages to the... To the gang. The yeah. Scooby gang, which is what they call themselves. <laughs> uh, let's see. Then I have Welcome to the Hellmouth as one of my favorite episodes. I'm not sure that it is, but it's an important one, and we've already talked about it. I think I would replace that with Passion, which is a season two episode with uh, Angel and Jenny. And it's one of those where... The series takes a turn, kicks you in the stomach and the head, and rips your guts out and plays with them. (laughs) (laughs) But it's great and y'all should watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Then The Wish. That's a season three episode where Cordelia... How would you describe Cordelia? Cordelia's the queen bee of the high school. Yeah. She's the catty, vain popular girl that everybody wants to be but also everybody kind of hates. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a demon that comes along. And you will love her. Yes, you will. So yeah. much. You will. <laughs> and one of the one of the neat things about a Whedon show is people don't stay the same. People grow. And she sometimes, definitely does. Sometimes good ways, sometimes bad ways. But you'll be happy with Cordelia's growth over Mm-hmm. The seasons that she's on Buffy, and then she moves over to Angel. And even even before she's good, yeah. you still love her. <laughs> but yeah, the wish is she. There's a demon that becomes a character on the show named Anya, and she's a vengeance demon. I don't think that's no. She's a vengeance demon. Yeah, <laughs> and she grants wishes. To get vengeance on unfaithful boyfriends, or I guess she does she ever grant wishes to guys, or is it always women? I think it's always women, yeah. Well, Cordelia wishes that Buffy had never come to Sunnydale, and so you get to see the alternative Mm -hmm. universe that it would have been, and it's not pretty, yeah. No, it's not. Let's see, what was the other one? Normal Again, season six. I see this one on some people's favorite list and some people hate it. Oh, I love this episode. I wrote a college paper about this episode. And this is one where the the basic premise of this is any of this real or is Buffy in a mental hospital and it's all in her head? And it doesn't really... Doesn't answer it. It doesn't answer it. (laughs) Lies my parents told me. Season seven. Also great. That would make one of my top ten favorites. And that's when do you meet Spike? Is that season two? Yes. So season season two. We 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 watched that the other day. mm -hmm. What is that? I don't remember the name of the episode. It's fairly early on. If I can get logged back on here. Let's see. So, Spike is a vampire. Who? School Hard. It's the third episode. Oh, okay. Of season two. And you will love him. Um, <laughs> he's fantastic. And he's a, he's a fantastic actor. But he was supposed to be a one, two episode, get killed off vampire. And people loved him so much. Um, that he stuck around for the entire show. And then he moved over to and then he moved Angel over for to the Angel. last mm-hmm. last season. Yeah, it was last season that he was on. I did yeah, not like him at first. Oh, see, oh, I love, I, I, I love I, Evil Spike. I, think, I loved him as soon as he showed <laughs> but up. But I think it's because <laughs> he was so good at portraying evil. And Yeah, he enjoyed being evil. Yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, of course, now I love him, but at first I did not. But, yeah, Liza, my my parents told me, is 
around. It's an episode about him and and how he became Spike. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's strange that it was all Lacey. We got glimpses of Spike in other episodes, but this was the most complete telling of how he became Spike. Mm-hmm. And it's sad and tragic, mm-hmm. which most vampires' stories were at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the last one I have on here is Grave, which is the season finale of episode six. Yes. That is, that might be my favorite episode yeah. of all. And, and what's strange about it is Xander which is one of my... I have such mixed feelings about Xander. I never quite forgave Xander. Yeah, for something. Which means I probably missed part of the point of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody is worthy of yeah. redemption. <laughs> but, but, but Xander saves the world with love. Yeah. So. And it's powerful. So those are my the ones that I had on my list. So... What else do we want to talk about? Anything else? We want to talk about the music. Music was a very integral part. One of the one of the big settings of the show is a, a apparently an all ages mm-hmm. club. It kind of moves with <laughs> the bonds. It, it's, a, it's a high school club at first, and then it's a college club because college kids still like to hang out with high school kids in this world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, yeah, the, it's the bronze. It's the one club in town. Apparently. <laughs> well, it's a one Starbucks kind of town. like. But it's the, a, apparently it's a pretty big town. It, there's yeah. some continuity yeah. issues, too, <laughs> so you can work the story. But, yeah, so everybody goes and hangs out at this club, and they have good bands, and they do. Like, Amy Mann shows up. Michelle um, Branch. Uh, oh, I forgot about her. I loved her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the band that Sean Lennon was in. For a while, I can't remember. I, I couldn't. Re- I don't know how to pronounce the name. It's C I B O M A Motto, Cibo Motto, or something like that. That he played in that, and they were they played at the at the Bronze. And then there were several other nineties alt rock bands. And then while reading some stuff, I realized or found out the Breeders were in an episode. I had to go back and watch the episode. Lisa Lowe. I didn't. I don't remember her being on there. <laughs> I don't know if she was actually on there in person. Oh, just okay. Just use her music. So there, you know, there were a lot of '90s alt rock singers and bands that were on there, and Christoph Beck joined the show to do the the music for the show in season two. Christoph Beck is an Emmy Award winning composer. He worked on that. He worked on, I think he left there in season four to go over and do Angel. He also was the composer for Firefly. He also worked on, oh, a ton of movies. Frozen. He's worked on a bunch of big name movies. He is a fantastic composer. So, yeah, music is another big big deal on the show that's yeah Sarah McLaughlin's um there were two thank that's not the one in the end of season two let me find full of grace is what this Wikipedia page says that's Full of Grace is what played at the end of season two. And that'll, it's another heartbreaking episode. And then there was another Sarah McLaughlin song used later on in the season. Or not in the season in that. But yeah, I pretty much cry whenever I hear a Sarah McLaughlin song because <laughs> any Sarah McLaughlin song I now associate with with Buffy in a couple of particular scenes. And I forgive her for her commercials. Mm-hmm. For the dogs. Yes. You know, I, this supersedes that. And so, yeah, 
I love that. So, do we want to talk to anybody about any of the... I don't oh, what? About what? Any of the other episodes, seasons? Yeah, I could talk about that for another few hours. <laughs> I don't think y'all want to do that. <laughs> I don't care. Now, the one thing I do want to talk about is uh, send you to a couple of places. I already mentioned The Passion of the Nerd. You can find him on Facebook, YouTube. He's got a website. I highly suggest you go out and find him. He's doing an episode-by-episode episode review of each show. They're 10 to 15 minutes, and he does a great job. And he delves more into the metaphors and how they were important to him and how they're important to you, and they're just great. Now, he's up. He's into season five on Buffy, and he's just, he's he's doing Angel now. He's, I don't know if he's through the first season of Angel, and he just started doing Firefly. And he also does reviews of other movies and other stuff, but I watch him for Buffy and Angel and Firefly, and I would suggest you go find him, watch a couple of, of those episodes, and... Uh, That'll help you fall in love with the show. Now, one other thing I would suggest that you do. One of the things about Buffy is there have been a ton of books written about the show. You know, plus fan fiction and all the other stuff. But there have been quite a few academic books. There's been, I have a book on Buffy the Vampire Slayer and philosophy. And it's a collection of essay, essays. But the one that I really like, it's called Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Myth, Metaphor, and Morality. And it's by Mark Field. You can find it on Amazon. The Kindle edition is like 99 cents. It is an excellent book if you want to delve into the overall metaphor of the show and the myth and the existentialism of it and... It is great. So go out, find that book, read it. I'll provide links to both of those in the show notes. So if we want to talk more about it, let's talk about your favorite season. Do you have a favorite season? You like all of them equally well. No. I thought the the first season you have to watch, but it was kind of awkward. Until they all got into who they were. Yeah. I think season seven might be my favorite. Season seven? See, that's most critics, one of their least favorite seasons. I know, but they're wrong. (laughs) I I like seasons. There are lots of speeches. I love me a good follow me into this fight speech. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I wanted, I got a tattoo. What? When I was 60. <laughs> well, actually, a week before I turned 61. When I turned 60, I said, I'm going to get a tattoo at 60. It took me a year before I figured out what I wanted. Now, I really wanted, there's a speech that Buffy gives in season seven that she's she's tired and scared and standing on the mouth of hell. And it's going to swallow her and it's going to choke on her. Great speech. Didn't think it would actually fit on my forearm. Well, it's, it's a good two yeah, paragraphs. Yeah. <laughs> and Diana, Diana wasn't cool really with the, the whole tattoo thing, so I don't think she would yeah, like a whole. They have paper. A whole things. back. You don't have to write it tattoo. on your skin. <laughs> so I, I actually I have a tattoo from uh, Angel. Angel, but. And I love the verse, but yeah, we could frame it and put it on the wall. <laughs> Well, when I die, you can cut the skin out. No. no. <laughs> I will be gone already. So, season, hate, season seven is your favorite. I love season seven. Season seven is a little disjointed, and there are some problems there, with it. There are, and there's, there's, some there's, some, at the end. there's some definite episodes in season seven that you can skip. Um, that don't do anything, but... And for, I, the, and for the first time, I thought some characters acted not like their characters. 
they acted out of character, not in a way that sometimes we naturally act out of character, but I thought they acted out of character just for the story and the plot, and it didn't seem real. Mm-hmm. And, and it pissed me off at I would I would agree with that. There, But... There are just some really there, great there episodes some, in that love, season. Yeah, there are a lot of episodes, and I love I like. the ending. I, it's a it's a great ending. So the series finale of Buffy is perfect for Buffy. I love it. Yes. And then the season finale of Angel, and they are two completely different types of endings. But Angel is also that is yeah the that might be the best finale yeah. of any yeah. show ever. Yeah. Well, Buffy, <laughs> Buffy, there was always hope. There wasn't always hope in Angel. No. Yeah, Buffy gets dark, but Buffy doesn't get as dark. Yeah. My favorite season is Six. Another season that critics or a lot of people hate, but as I was watching it, I was already an adult. It is a season about adult problems. You know, they've gone through high school... She's not in college anymore. She's dealing with adult problems. I will say I also loved season six. So there's and, she's depressed it, in season six. Yes, and I think is, I was depressed that year. So there's a lot in season six that is good. That was good for me. Yeah, season six. There's not a lot of hope in season six. And there's not as much humor. There's bits of humor, and there's some funny episodes, but season six is dark. So a lot of people didn't like it. Now, those are the folks that I think actually, what did I appear in the. that saw it as a teen fantasy horror soap opera, that just saw it on the surface level mm-hmm. and didn't get any of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, they were upset with that because it wasn't it wasn't a happy season. No. You know. But it was a real season. So yeah, that's my that, I think that's my favorite season. And the end of it, Xander saves the world with love. Yeah. Yeah, it has it has the best episode of the whole show yeah. in that season. And it has the musical. Yes. And um Tabula Rasa, which is one of my favorite episodes, which is right after the musical, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, where everybody's memories get wiped. And they have to figure out and, who they are. And, yeah, and it's, 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 it's funny, but it's also sad because there's not a season in, there's not an episode in season six that isn't sad at some point. But, yeah, um, yeah the stories that they create for themselves with their minds wiped are yeah. um, funny. And I, you get to see the first incel. You do. That's what I was thinking last night when we were watching uh-huh. an episode. Um, that That is what Warren was. He was an incel. Yep. And it had dire consequences. Yep. Everything had consequences in these shows, though. So, and I... Did we figure out which episode it was? There's an episode. So this isn't a spoiler. Spike is a vampire. You know that from the very beginning. And I think you can pretty much tell that there's there's this weird relationship between him and Buffy and the gang. Um, and so at one point, he's kind of he's still he's still evil and he's still a vampire, but he's kind of helping out. And they've kind of grown to trust him in some ways, and something happens. And um, in this, in Buffy, the lore that vampires can't come into your house unless you invite them is a thing. Um, And so he's gotten to the point where they have let him in. And there's the end of this one episode, and they've put the spell back up that was, or took down the spell that was letting him come in. And so he comes and he tries to walk in the house and he's blocked and just he doesn't say anything but the look on his face is just like it is a it is a masterful piece of acting. It is. <laughs> yep, it's one of my favorite scenes. Uh-huh. I was trying to think of some other favorite scenes, but 
that one always pops up. Oh, there's a scene in season four with Riley. Riley's another character that shows up in season four. And uh, he's part of a, a secret military group for part of it. I don't remember at this point if he still was. But there's a great episode where Buffy and another character bodies get switched which is a hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in that episode, there's also a scene where a group of vampires have decided to take over a church. And they've, they're holding all these people hostage in a church and finally thinking that, you know, they can go in this church building and they're not afraid of it and stuff. And so the Buffy gang show up, some of them. And at some point, Riley shows up and they say something to him about, you got here awfully quick, you know, after hearing about it. And he was like, no, I was just late for church. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my my favorite scenes in the, in the show. Man, one, partly because people hated Riley. People hated Riley because they loved Angel. Yeah. And but I liked Riley but, too. Yeah, I liked Riley. Yeah. For the most he part. He has some issues. Yeah. He does. But they all have issues. That's kind of the point. They yeah. all Yeah. They all have some serious care not even character flaws, but just people make they're, bad choices. People. Yeah, it's life. Um I was gonna say something about that. Oh, not about that. But I think one of the other things that I really like about the show, and there were several um, episodes about it, but um, Nightmares in season one is one of them. And then there's a great Halloween episode. um, Fear Itself. Fear Itself. and But one of the themes throughout it about how much power we give to fear and... How to overcome it. I, I like that. I will say that I cannot wait for my daughter to be a little bit older so we can start. Because, but, I'm going to have to, like, ration it out like yeah, we talked about I this did. Other night. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, she could probably watch season one right now and it would be fine. But I grew up with Buffy one episode a week, like, for all of my high school and part of my college years. And what I watched my last year or the last season when I was in college would not have been appropriate for me to watch my 13-year-old self. Um, right. It is, it's, a, it's a series that I think everybody should watch with their daughters. When they I, I agree the with that. Grade, like, but you can't binge watch it. You can't. I will say that, like... I give a lot of, like, one of the th- reasons why Buffy is so special to me is because I did, like, uh, I started when I was 13, and it was every single week, and uh, my last year of high school got real hard, and my freshman year of college was real hard, and I think that kept me connected sometimes when, if I hadn't had that, I wouldn't have been. Like, I would have stayed in my room. But this made me come out. And it made me... Woo! (laughs) It helped get me through some really hard times while keeping me connected with my family. So, that is one of the reasons why I love it so much. And now everybody's crying. Y'all just can't see it. <laughs> so we're gonna go new, we're gonna go need to watch one of the funny episodes here after we, we could watch the Thanksgiving one. Yes. Oh, the Thanksgiving there's a there's pangs um in season three? Four. four. Season four. four. And college. it is hilarious and it is one of my it one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. I think it is Diana's favorite episodes. You made a pair. Change your back. Change your back. It's my favorite funny episode. Yeah. 
some of the other ones and favored even, in a more painful way. Yeah. And even it deals with some issues. Well, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Willow's unwillingness to kill, to fight the Native American spirits that have come back because we stole their land. Mm-hmm. And, deals with righteous anger and then what you do with it. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's... A, it's we, just a fantastic yeah. episode. And, and we watch that one every, every year, Thanksgiving. Every Thanksgiving. Maybe not Thanksgiving Day. I, I don't think but we do But during this. that season. Yes, yeah. we, we always watch it. We got anything else to talk about tonight on Buffy? We Maybe wanna... not tonight. Okay. Once, once everybody goes out and watches the first season. <laughs> uh-huh. We'll and come back. We, and... we can come back and talk about the second season. And yeah. And listen to the soundtrack again. Yes. Any road trip, you have to listen to the soundtrack. And sing. Okay. I think we're done. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, leave us some comments. Tell us your favorite Buffy moments, if you have any. If not, go out and watch it. I'm glad Uh, you can't see our faces. (laughs) But you can can listen to us on... I always forget wherever we're... Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio. Share it with your friends. Join our Facebook group. Yeah, I guess that's it. Okay. Uh, We'll talk to you later. Bye.